0: Out there. Hey, stupid nerds! Uh, download the uh, Boogie Monster
1: with with Kyle Kanin and Dave Stone. So you can find out uh, what happened to Frankenstein and the Wolfman and all that fictional stuff that never happened. And don't pay attention to World War II or the American flag or the important things. The Boogie Monster podcasting the unknown.
0: Dave. What's up cowboy? What are you doing? Big news. Big news.
1: I made a food. I made food from the recipe. Dave.
0: <laughs> you made a food? What food did you make? Ingredients and
1: everything. A Chopped, sauteed. Talk uh, to I me. Did, oh, I realize I was slumped in my chair so far down with the mic. I have to reposition my whole body. <laughs> it's like laying in the chair with the mic pulled all the way down. Um I made some tortilla soup yesterday. No way. Yeah, it's and my it was, favorite. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure nothing impressive, but I did it, and I'm very proud of myself. Even though I yeah. fucked up some stuff,
0: talk me through it. What'd you do? But I wanted to tell you.
1: You should be the first to know. Uh huh. It was just uh, Rachel has a. It's like the New York Times recipe app. So uh-huh. just food for cucks, food for cucks, and um, <laughs> food for libtards and cucks. <laughs> if you're a li- if you're a cuck libtard, this is a delicious recipe for you. And uh, no, it was just tortilla soup, and I just it was basic chop an onion, chop an jalapeno, put uh, those in the thing with the, some garlic.
0: I put, put those more in, garlic in, the in the what I called you, for. You, you sauteed the, them? A, a, a
1: vegetable oil in the pot. Okay. okay. Part I screwed up. Uh-huh. This is my problem. When a thing gives you the ingredients at the top, I'm looking at my phone.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It'll give you the ingredients at the top and then the instructions at the bottom. Yeah. I look at the ingredient. This is where I don't know if I have like a lack of attentiveness, if it's uh-huh. a, a, a deficit disorder, as they would put it. And I'm just like, cool onion. This chop it. Do this, and then just said one can of twenty twenty eight ounces of tomatoes. Uh-huh. Got it, and I dumped it in there. And then Rachel's like, "This is pretty watery. Did you drain the tomatoes and crush them down?" I'm like, no. Because it was in the that's what they told me to do in the ingredients, tell me to do that in the instructions that's an instruction that's not an ingredient so it was slightly soupier soup than it planned
0: well but, it happens.
1: Uh, yeah, it was nothing fancy i didn't even do the make the homemade tortilla chip part'm i like yeah. too too much too much baby steps <laughs> yeah i didn't even i didn't even make tortillas for tortilla soup i we, we got crunched up some chips I had here there you go didn
0: 't do it so, Okay.
1: But you know what? I did a thing, Dave, and it didn't taste like shit. So,
0: (laughs) what was your base? Do you use uh, water, vegetable stock? What'd you do?
1: Vegetable stock.
0: Vegetable stock. Okay. Vegetable broth. Okay.
1: And yeah, I used some uh, some volcanic peppers, spicy chili powder instead of the regular stuff.
0: Okay. Well, hell yeah. You know what? My
1: new. I'll tell you what a favorite ingredient is around this household. What's that? The canned adobo chilies.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff.
1: Man, I take some of that sauce, throw mm-hmm. it in my throw it in my scrambled eggs.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Just give me that sauce, dude. Yeah. It's uh intense. I love it. Yeah.
1: Well, hello, anyway, buddy. It. I just I just thought I thought, you know, I finally made a thing. <laughs> but I, I had to be I I I had to be in the mindset like I did a bike ride yesterday. I got kind of rad. Uh huh. So I felt I came home feeling accomplished already. So if I'm going to spend some time doing this other thing that might suck, I wouldn't be like, "Oh, here's the crowning achievement of my day," and I blew it. I'm like, "No, uh-huh. I already did some sweet jumps."
0: So okay, right on, buddy. So yeah, man. Here's uh, a little tip. I next time. So you already made this first recipe. So you got your feet wet. You you you're familiar with the. I procedures. literally got my feet wet. You it was a fucking mess. Next time, maybe try, try doing all the same techniques you did with the sauté and the onions and the peppers and the garlic, but also have a second batch that you roast and then puree. That way, you've got the roasted puree as kind of a flavor base, but then you've still got the sautéed version of all those vegetables for the crunch and the texture. So, okay. Yeah, man. That's, so that's I was yeah, lo- putting like onions so, in there. Soups and stews are really some of my favorite things to make because it really is, I don't know, it, it breaks it down. It makes it more simplistic in terms of just building the dish. And with soups and stews, you can really just focus on just layers of flavor. I'm just going to hit mm-hmm. it from this angle and hit it from that angle and just, oh, man, I love soups I, and stews. I learned the simmering
1: thing because I'm tasting them. I'm like, this tastes watery. It's not good. It's like, yeah, you got to let it sit there for 20 minutes for mm-hmm. all the flavors to mix and mingle.
0: Yeah, let them let them marry. It's always a
1: bad party when people first get there. It's <laughs> true. you got to let them get to know each other. Have Take a few some drinks.
0: Time. Take some time. You yeah. Gotta bring, it, bring it up to a boil and then bring it back down to a simmer. And uh, oh, yep. boy. Yeah.
1: Anyway, when, I just thought I was, ha- I was excited to share it with you.
0: That's awesome, buddy. Made Proud of you. <laughs> What else going on? How I want to want to hear about the heavy metal cruise.
1: Holy shit! Speaking of soups and stews, I was on a heavy metal cruise last weekend. Dave. <laughs> now that you mentioned soups and stews, look at
0: these fucking soups and stews over here.
1: Oh my god! Drowning pool. Um, okay, Dave. As you know, you were supposed to join me on the heavy metal cruise. Uh huh. But you didn't have. I think one guy looked at my passport once.
0: Oh, really? I didn't even need it? Yeah. Damn it. Didn't
1: need it to get on and off the boat in uh-huh. Mexico. Like, one guy getting on the boat. Was, and then people just didn't have it. They had birth certificates and stuff. Uh-huh. But uh, my dear friend, Coach Fairbell himself, Andrew Orvidal, was with. Awesome. So I was trying to think of somebody that would like not only like be fun to hang out with, but like also wouldn't be completely uh, turned off by the music. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he knows metal and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so... Okay, so we it it's ship rocked. Happy to have gone there. Glad to be included. The first I only had two shows out of the five days. I think it left on a Thursday, came back on a Wednesday. Okay, maybe or left on a Friday morning, came back on a Wednesday. Um, first show was just a drunk guy. That I was like, all right, well, this is a great time to do crowd work because I'm like, I don't, man, I'm, I, the, the shows were all at like 11:30, where that one was at like midnight or something. Uh huh. So everybody's been drinking on a cruise ship, watching heavy metal all day, and I realized that I'm a component of someone else's vacation at this point. I'm not just like, you didn't just come out to see a comedy show; you came out to party on a cruise with heavy metal. Yes. And I'm just an accessory to that, so I couldn't get that mad. Yeah. If people were like drunk and partying in the audience, like I expected it.
0: Yeah, it's a little different but, uh, dynamic than your typical show.
1: E- e- yeah, yeah. So I was I was already prepared for that, and like, well, cool, man. I'll do like I, I don't do a lot of crowd work, but maybe this will be a time to do it. But this dude like would just wouldn't shut up to the point where everybody's like, "Fuck off already!" And then there's not security. There in terms of knowing how to deal with a comedy show, so eventually I think Andrew was like somebody else was like, "Should we do something?" Andrew's like, "Yeah, maybe go get the scout." Because even the people that he was with like left. The people who uh-huh. were sitting around. But so that was the first show, and it was like, "Well, fuck, man." I, you know, I I would like to like win over new fans mm-hmm. that maybe don't know who I am. Uh, but then this the show the last night we did a show and it was fun, but mostly I just. I went hard in the paint on the ship rockers and they were a good go. crew. I even uh-huh. threw I even threw the uh, Dimebag Daryl joke in there <laughs> just to show them, like, you think I care? How about this joke? And then people were like, woof. And I'm like, I told you it was bad, <laughs> which I've said it on, I've said it, but let's go over some of these, let's go over yeah. some of these jokes, Dave. Yeah, Do you which mind? is
0: the, yeah, which one's the Dimebag Daryl joke? I think I remember it. Oh, just about
1: how I can't believe a guy who wanted us to call him Dimebag <laughs> didn't live a long time. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, they weren't <laughs> happy about that one. Um, I think I did. Uh, did I joke about that? that like how I, I'm sure people there weren't afraid of COVID because they probably have gonorrhea from the original OzFest. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's you guys good. have been hanging on to that like sourdough starter.
0: That's, a, <laughs> that's, put on them. that's good.
1: Uh what was I saying the classic cruise bit of mine about how like you you have to say you don't have diarrhea? I'm like I have diarrhea. I'm like it's all buffet eating. I'm like I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna drink thirty five Coors Lights and then eat like a death row inmate. I will have <laughs> diarrhea for the duration of this trip. I said the cruise is like a gathering of the juggalos with six more associates degrees mixed in. <laughs> uh, a lot. Of, I didn't realize this. The the metalheads. That's who, like, I always wondered who bought men's sketchers. It's Metalhead's Day.
0: Really? Really? I, I never sketchers. connected those two.
1: Yeah, huh. that's who's out there wearing, you know, and, and as I've called it, you know, you know what other people call men's sketchers, child molester Air Jordans. <laughs> so said, so go, go ahead and get yourself some transition lenses and introduce yourself to your neighbors as required by law. Uh said, if this boat sinks, who's going to mismanage all the Little Caesars franchises? If, if this boat sinks, don't worry. At least you'll know the kids are with the more responsible parent back on land. Um, said, this boat is like spring break for divorced cops and vape store owners. If this boat sinks, who's going who's to sell Molly out of the back of the libertarian CrossFit gym? i was one i said i felt i felt i knew i knew how manuel noriega felt when the army was just playing heavy metal to get him out of their complex (laughs) like like i like music but like stop playing mud over the pa at 9 a.m i'll surrender
0: oh did they really do that
1: oh yeah it was just nonstop. 9 a.m it was just metal through the speakers for the whole time uh, yeah. made fun of the road made fun of the roadies like i know they're integral to uh, to uh to a live event but they can lose the first responder attitude <laughs> yeah
0: that's true it's oh a, my it's god it's used... box
1: of xlr cables it's not plasma <laughs> calm down
0: oh i used to work with so many dickhead crew guys and and i get it they you know mm. they have no patience for anybody yeah. who's not part of the operation but jesus christ yeah. the worst is yeah. trying to deal with a sound man at a comedy sh- show that's d- that it's at a rock venue or music venue oh boy they yeah they whatever we i've done it all i don't need to listen to you i'm like i'm giving you a specific you know yeah. I, I used to have a sound cue here and there a long time ago i'm like I'm giving you sp- and then sure enough 50 percent of the time they'd fuck it up and i'd go back after the show like yeah thanks for the fucking attitude <laughs> and the incompetence
1: I, I, I've i always been good with it because they, they're usually happy it's a comedy show because it's mm-hmm. like,
0: oh, thank God, I don't have to do, like, load and everything. Yeah, and I you just, would think. You'd think it's a I just off, love I that
1: they're like, well, if, if we're not here, what's going to happen? I don't know. We're going to have to f- wait five more minutes to hear 5 finger death punch.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like I was, like, joking how they always have a nickname that, like, the bass player from Queenswright gave them back in 89 <laughs> and will tell you the story even though you don't. Yeah, they call me Danish. That's fine. They call me that because one time at Donington Monsters of Rock, there was these cheese Danishes backstage. And Tony from Bang Tango, you know Tony. He bet I wouldn't stuff my dick in one. All right. Okay, man.
0: (laughs) Bang Tango.
1: (laughs) Oh, I got the hair metal references going. (laughs)
0: Oh my God!
1: This so is I think the, I stuff. think the bands like the comedy more than the people that were there, yeah. which was cool. A lot of the bands showed up for the comedy show. I think it's like, all right, we've seen enough music. Let's just see this. And and Orvidal did great. Orvidal, I think, kind of upset, didn't upset people, but it was funny because like we went to Playa del Carmen and Cozumel, mm-hmm. but the cruise ships dock at like land that the cruise ship owns. See, we didn't go to Mexico. We just went to this walled-off shopping area with a fat Tuesdays in it. (laughs) And so Orvidal was like, which was your favorite outlet mall that we stopped at on this trip? And I think people were like, hey, we went to Mexico. (laughs) You did not.
0: (laughs) We paid a lot of money to be here.
1: Yeah, you went to a knick-knack shop next to a Zales Jewelers Mm. (laughs) across from a Margaritaville.
0: Well, that sounds fun.
1: Uh, but we, you know, we did. Uh, it was it was long for like not being able to escape the metal.
0: Yeah, because
1: it was everywhere on the boat. Mm. But uh, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not necessarily a cruise guy. But if you're like, you just want to get there and you want to party, and it's like. You like going to, like when you vacation, you like going to a resort where the resort has everything. Then I Mm -hmm. could see that a cruise would be the kind of thing you like to do. I think this one might have been more money because of the bands. I don't know, but I think it's, you know, it's just, it's all encompassing. Like, boom, you're here. There's your food. There's your drink. There's your entertainment. There's nightlife. There's nightclubs. There's a casino, you know, there's miniature golf.
0: What was the average age of the uh, cruiser?
1: Uh, it looked to be in the thirties.
0: Thirties. Okay.
1: Yeah. It was definitely, it was this style of metal. And for, honestly, of all the bands, I'm like, oh, Lamb of God. I never even saw Lamb of God. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think they were playing like they we, they were kind of playing the same time we were, or the mm-hmm. one night they were on at midnight and I was already, it was a caveman Jurassic slash Jurassic park themed cruise. <laughs> uh, with it So they had like fun theme nights Yeah and so like okay. the themes out everything was like But then they had program movies in the room And it was just on a loop It was just Jurassic Park and Encino Man So I just watched those a lot
0: Watched those <laughs> movies a lot What um, Your performance space Was it like an enclosed theater Were you like on a deck
1: Yeah well, it was like um, Like a nightclub lounge It was actually a great spot to okay. do comedy
0: Okay. Cool.
1: Yeah, it worked out well, and it was, you know, it was dark it was quiet. People had seats, and I think, like when I've done comedy at Fest down in Florida, I think it is just oh, it, 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 like I said, people are a little drunk, and there's a little bit like, all right, some interaction, but it really, with the exception of that one dude, which I think I just gave him too much rope, you know, mm-hmm. um, that. It was, it was a good spot for
0: comedy. That's cool. Now, what about the booze situation? You, was that all included or did you have to pay for your drinks?
1: No, I was buying them. Oh, these fuck. That was the other thing. So, the main open deck area where the big pool would be is where they put the stage for the main bands. Okay. They, they all rotated, but it was like one indoor, big indoor theater, like almost amphitheater type thing. Uh huh. And then this outdoor stage. And these dudes, the dudes working for the cruise would come by, be like, you need a bucket. You'd be drinking a beer. And if you ordered one, it it, it was every minute and a half to the point where I know they have to, that's what I was joking about. I'm like, are you selling these buckets of beer because you know we need these buckets to bail out the life rafts because they don't work? (laughs) It was so aggressive and so obnoxious to where I don't like being rude to people in that position but to the point where they were coming by, and I was like, fuck off. Like, I was wow. saying fuck off to them. Jeez. Because they'd just be, be every minute and a half, and you're sitting there just trying to watch a band. They'd stand in front of you, bucket, 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 and wouldn't even, like, you would have to respond. Could, you couldn't even be, like, a subtle no thanks, no, just standing there by a bucket. By like,
0: Jesus. Like, yeah, that like would be annoying. Like, the fucking...
1: Yeah, like like little kids with candy in a third world country when they just surround the car like fuck off man I'm on this like I, I just I was that one rubbed me real raw where I was like at the end I was like nope fuck of like fuck you I would not I wouldn't acknowledge their existence like I had to get real rude about it that was wow. an- annoying. Yeah, um, that sucks
0: when you have to be rude to service people but sometimes it happens.
1: Yeah, I just, I was wondering if they, like, got points for how much they sold as individuals or something. Because, like, one guy would ask you, and then 20 seconds later, another dude would come by. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm trying to watch this band.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a terrible Of which, uh, yeah. Yeah, it
1: was a lot of, like, uh, dudes that still dress. There's a lot of, like, jewelry and black hair dye.
0: Yeah, a lot of Hot Topic. And... Uh,
1: it was very hot, very hot, topicy type of styles on a lot of the dudes, and it's just this, it's this genre of metal that I'm not like I said, just felt like a cop at the gym kind of <laughs> workout metal. Yeah, but people were there and people were loving it, and it, you know what? That that that's your thing. I mean, I'll defend the fest in Gainesville, but I'm sure an outsider looking at that thinks it's ridiculous. So yeah, I was invited to be there and. The, the shows are fun, what this band called the sixty eight though poof, I sent you some of their songs
0: dude yeah i uh, i 'm digging them i listened listening to that whole album this weekend. really good stuff
1: yeah they're two, of all these guys like black hair dye and there 's some band called Avatar, everybody was going crazy about mm-hmm. and they were really just they were just kind of a bunch of dudes up there. They did great merchandising, they wore makeup and merchandise things mm-hmm. oh, I wonder where i 've seen that before in rock and roll. <laughs> But it was it didn't do much for me, but people were hyped on it. They had they definitely won the merch game. Oh yeah. But then they just kinda had yeah, they just kinda had like a makeup Alice Cooper mm-hmm. kiss thing kinda going on. But it's fine, they put on a show, you know, they put on a big show. Mm-hmm. But that yeah, the sixty eight came out there too. They just dress like Mormons.
0: <laughs> I drum love and that.
1: guitar player with I don't know how many effects pedals. Sounded like he was playing twelve different guitars at the same time. Jeez. And that was the that was the heaviest band on that whole boat, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. So I'd say check them out.
0: I love a band like that. Uh, years ago, when I was in the metal scene in Atlanta, uh, I used to run with this band called Miller's Tale. And uh, mm-hmm. anybody in Boston, I think uh, the main guy, my buddy Rich Schurtenlieb, who I haven't seen in years, but I think he's a sports talk radio dude in Boston now. Um, but he was in a band called Miller's Tale, and he was a super smart dude. He was Georgia Tech grad, like engineering student, and um, but yeah, this whole metal scene was just you know, just imagine 1996 new metal. So the, every band's oh,
1: that would, I can they, imagine it. I was just surrounded by it for five yeah. days.
0: So every band we'd go to see, or you know, when I was working with the other bands that would tour with us or whatever, just all that just that late '90s new metal vibe. But uh, Miller's Tale, there was like four of them, and they all looked like Gap models. They all just looked like they got back from mm. an Old Navy shopping spree. And everybody, you know, first impressions, you know, people would always be like, "Who are these fucking dorks?" And they just go out there and just rip. They were. They were kind of, uh, I mean, for lack of a better term, I'll, also I'll be polite and say they were influenced by Melvin's and Helmet and that kind of sound. Okay. Uh, but they looked like total dorks, and then they'd go out there and just fucking rip. And then, But yeah. just seeing, seeing people's attitudes change from that first impression of who are these dorks to holy shit, this rocks. But, uh, yeah, I love a band that's not too concerned with their uh, image and just there to rip yeah. it. Yeah.
1: That happened with, like, punk music, too, like, before Normcore was a thing. Like, guys just showing up in, like, New Balances and Light Blue Jeans. Just like, all right, I guess this band's going to plug in. Then you're like, oh, this was the band of the night. Mm-hmm. These guys, the, the 68, they're from Atlanta. I guess they're oh, a really? band called The cha- the Chariot.
0: Oh, huh, no, unfamiliar. And Another band called Norma Jean. Okay, yeah, I know of Norma Jean. I, uh, I've i listened to some of their stuff. They've been around for a while. I yeah, think, he was uh, uh, they uh, got their band name from Marilyn Monroe's uh, real name. If I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh, that's the only Norma Jean I know of. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure I read that that's where they get their name. But yeah, uh, yeah.
1: But man, great band. Go check them out, everybody.
0: Cool. All well, right, on buddy. Uh, one <laughs> last question about the cruise. Uh, what was the food setup? Was it all buffet? How'd that work?
1: We got to go to the artist dining, so oh, okay. bre- breakfast would be a buffet. Okay. And I, breakfast, mean, I'd get down there like earliest. I think I got down there at 1130.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not a lot of veggie options for your boys. A lot of fruit, scrambled <laughs> eggs, piece of salmon.
0: There you go.
1: You know, wild combo. Again, like I said, eat like a death row inmate. <laughs> and a chocolate cake and a cup of coffee and a Diet Pepsi. <laughs> um, and then... Oh, I but then dinner, like we got to order off a menu in the artist area. Mm-hmm. And they had like very decent pizza that was open all night for like the drunks mm-hmm. that was just free. Like not quite Napoleon style, Na- Napoleonic, Na- Na- Napoli. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, Dave. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the first, I got this fried shrimp dish. I put a picture of it on my Instagram. Maybe you could tell me why. All the shrimp came out straight as an arrow. Why? That scared me. They tasted fine. You what sure makes is a shrimp? shrimp? Uh, you know what? That's not a thing I'd asked before. Hmm. What what might it have been?
0: Maybe <laughs> they put all the shrimp, they flattened them you're under sure, a stack of books. Sh- you sure it's shrimp?
1: <laughs> oh god. <laughs>
0: What a a horrifying thought that I
1: did not even... Maybe it's not shrimp. Oh, no. What what could it be?
0: Would they scrape off the hull of this boat? Yeah, I've never seen a straight shrimp. That's weird.
1: Which, if somebody just overheard this conversation thinking it's about sexuality, (laughs) is hilarious to me. Most all small shrimp people. are gay as hell. Everybody
0: yeah. knows that. Most small guys are gay. Never seen a straight. Yeah, shrimp. He, he's a little fella. Mm-hmm. He's a shrimp top.
1: That's what he is. He's a power shrimp.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've never seen. I've never experienced straight shrimp, dude. That's a uh, that's I, a little concerning. Rachel's,
1: yeah, Rachel's like maybe because like when they put them on skewers, so they cook even I'm Like there's no.
0: Yeah, they maybe were all,
1: it was like a, they were like they look like mozzarella sticks. A <laughs> little, little skirt on the end A little, little crunchy skirt on the bottom Oh boy I ate them mm-hmm. But it was weird mm-hmm. And if you don't know what it is Now I'm really confused Like if you don't even know why shrimp are Just do like they frightened them <laughs> Right away They scared them and then they cooked them
0: Scared them straight
1: Yeah, <laughs> scared straight, god damn it There's a joke, there it is <laughs> Ooh, boy, buddy. But that was the old heavy metal cruise.
0: Well, good, man. I'm, I'm glad it went well.
1: <laughs> then, uh, yeah, I got stuck in a Houston airport. Not stuck, but, like, my, my flight was at 6.30. I'm like, uh, all right. I didn't realize I was going to get there at 10.30 after getting off this boat. Oh, and, wow. Uh, what, a du- what a dumb airport. I mean, airports are, like, like I like drinking at an airport.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, dude, like, every single... Every single restaurant and bar just had iPads. Huh. And it was like the shittiest version of the Matrix. Oh, yeah. Like where people already look at the Matrix is like, oh, what a horrible future. Somebody, god damn, I wish I could remember who had a tweet. I think it was like Barbara Gray or somebody. I was like, Matrix looks awesome. Hell yeah, plug me in. Just eat and, eat and dream the whole time? Why not? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, I think I would definitely be on that side of the matrix. Yeah. Yeah, blue pill the shit out of me. Let me just fucking feed me. Let me just have some dreams. But it, but yeah, so this airport, everything was an iPad. And just sitting there, and I would put it down on the table in front of me, and like the server came back and put it up properly in front of me. like, I don't want to look at this. Yeah. Uh, the irony being, I'm already looking at my phone. I don't need your iPad. <laughs> Why did but she... It's just, it just so impersonal. I think she thought maybe like, oh, be- I don't yeah. know. Then, then the other guy put it back up. He's like, I'll turn it around for her. I think they just didn't want it face down on the counter.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. Did, but you, get, just, did you get airport drunk?
1: I got airport buzzed. I mean, airport for, airport. I, for how long I was there, mm-hmm. you'd think I would have gotten drunk drunk. But I had I, been drinking so many Coors Light. I'd been drinking buckets of Coors Light for
0: days. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't... What's the longest Goodness. you've but ever yeah. been at the airport? Mm. You done 12 hours? I think I did 12 hours one time, just due to delays.
1: I think and- I did. I know I had to sleep over at an airport in, um, I think I was in Scotland or something. Mm. I don't remember how I remember it was like an overnight, like, nah, I'm just by myself. I just bundled up on my bags. Yeah. But I, At this point, I don't even know. I'll have, now that I'm just doing clubs and flying all the time again, I'm sure to ho- hear some horror stories out of me. I'll try to keep them brief. Nobody needs another comedian <laughs> bitching about the airport. But yeah. just, I like being in an airport bar, even though, like I said before, Rachel and I, we have like this credit card, joint credit card, I think allows us to get into some of the lounges. I never like doing it because it's just boring mm-hmm. up there.
0: Yeah, I've never been it's in just one people of People
1: on laptops and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: What's the deal? You get complimentary drinks or what?
1: There's snacks. I don't know if the drinks are free, but there's like food, and it's supposed to be it's, it's left, less riff raff. Like if you want to get some work done, yeah. yeah. And you got to there, that's sure. But like, I like being at bar. Like I don't even need to be social. I just like eavesdropping. Yeah, and airport bar is a great place for that because it's everybody kind of meeting each other mm-hmm. and spilling the beans, and they don't have to worry about it because they're flying. So there's no like, oh, I better be polite. I'm in front of a coworker. Everybody just dumps out their thoughts and yeah. gets on their planes to wherever. I'm like, that's a, that's great listening. That's great research. Mm-hmm. And with the, everybody with an iPad in front of them, like that one, the bartender wasn't talking to anybody. Automatic gratuity included for hmm. me ordering my own garbage food <laughs> through an iPad that made me sick. Yeah. Texas, not doing
0: much to win me over. No? Yeah, I don't know. I like Austin, but... I mean, I you know, I've enjoyed my time in Dallas and Houston, but... I've had a
1: uh, good time in Dallas, sure.
0: Got a speeding ticket in a little podunk town one time. And, uh... Just, just arguing with some dipshit deputy. And, uh... Just just going in circles, like now. Like long story short, I was in a speed trap, but uh, the I was before the the sign that said thirty five. I was like a hundred yards before that, going forty seven, mm. and the guys like up thirty five. I am like, what's the point of the sign being up there if the last sign I saw was forty five? You know, aren't I still in the 45 zone till I cross the mm-hmm. goal line of that sign?
1: Yeah, the threshold.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like, nope. starting. I was like, well, you need to fucking move your signs. And then I paid the fucking stupid ticket. This happened. This was on my trip out to L.A. When I was leaving Atlanta, driving to L.A., mm-hmm. I had stopped in Austin to do some shows. And then I was leaving Austin trying to get back to the 10 or whatever. But uh, what was my point? Fucking... Oh, yeah, I paid the stupid mm. ticket, and 10 years later, I'm still getting uh, notices from debt collectors saying that I still owe them $32. And I'm like, hey, asshole, I paid what the fucking ticket said. Now you're trying to milk me for $32 <laughs> more This has been going on about mm. twice a year I get a notice from this thing that happened in 2012. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not paying that.
1: <laughs> you got warrants out in Texas. <laughs> I guess, yeah. And deputies down there. Mm-hmm speaking of speaking of austin dave what's your, what's your opinion on the uh joe rogan neil young spotify debacle
0: oh man i uh i really could care less i i like neil young <laughs> big fan big fan um yeah we we haven't talked about rogan but i think like most things he's not as great as some people think and not as bad as other people think you know you know, yeah. he's not the buffoon that some people want to make him out to be, and he's not the genius some of his fans want to make him out to be. But I mean, yeah, that's that's an interesting subject in terms of like what are podcasters responsible for? What what liability do we yeah. hold? You know, it's like like we say all the time on this show: if you're coming to us for the facts or for news, that's on you, dumbass.
1: Yeah. What, yeah, I get confused when people think it's a free speech issue. It's like, no, Neil Young is protesting. Not mm-hmm. the best guy. Like, either he goes or I go. Well, yeah. we all saw what that answer was going to be. The yeah, dude they actually, The one guy they actually paid money to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Versus the rest of us who get fuck squat out of him? Of course that's the result. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I, I think I, I, I'll, i uh, shit, I don't like, my shit got taken out of Spotify. I still use Spotify. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the process of getting rid of that. And somebody just posted a solution. I know on the Reddit, people are talking about solutions. There also are apps that can take all your playlists from one service and copy them into another. So mm-hmm. I think that's my big thing is like, oh, I'm going to forget all these things that I like marked that I want to listen to and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that. I don't know which other one. I got to read into it. But I feel a little bit hypocritical. Still not hypocritical, but kinda like a chump if I'm still paying. I well, I'm a cuck because I ate that soup from the New York Times recipe. Mm-hmm. And now I keep paying I keep paying Daddy Spotify. Yeah,
0: that's what even happens. Even though Daddy, to Daddy cucks. Spotify
1: doesn't love me. That's what mm-hmm. happens to me. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean like people are like, ah, it's fucking they want to censor. It's like it's not censoring, it's artists protesting some bullshit. Yeah. And like I like I got my he when I was like put my shit up about like fuck anybody that supports Alex Jones like oh so you think he shouldn't have a platform like no I just think fuck anybody who supports that guy. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. I never said the government should stop him from talking. Mm-hmm. I would think common sense and intelligence would stop people from giving him a platform. Yeah. But if you're relying on common sense and intelligence from for the from the population right now you're shit out of luck. Free speech is there to defend the stupid people just as much as the smart people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Unfortunately, the stupid people have a much bigger megaphone right now. Yeah. so That's true. Yeah, I, I, I think that's uh, well said when you're like, you know, he's not as bad as people think and not as good as people think. I think he just, he gives a platform to some voices that I don't think deserve the attention that they mm-hmm. get. And then I think him, whether he wants to admit it or not, him hosting them gives them a sense of credibility that they don't deserve, hence the Alex Jones thing. I would yeah. think a decent person would be like, this guy sucks. I'm not going to give him my audience's ears.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you have to wonder what his motivation is. because. You know, and I don't know the guy, but he's... Uh, being so, the most
1: popular podcast in the world is probably his
0: motivation. Yeah, but, I mean, he's already that, so... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I know. Is he do, is, Does he have people like Alex Jones on? Is it strictly yes. for... I yes. mean, I guess I'm being naive here, but I, I just would assume that there's something other than just, oh, this, this is going to get a lot of views and listens and downloads. But now I guess that's what it is.
1: Yeah, well, so you got all, the, all these comics that, like, uh, comics just want the truth, but then they don't want to speak out against Joe Rogan, because God forbid, you you could be on Go- Joe Rogan and it'll change your career mm-hmm. as a comedian. Yeah. But uh, well, we said that's the irony of being on there. It's like, oh, you could be on there and then win over that fan base
0: mm-hmm.
1: of very loyal dudes that if you decide to show any kind of dissension against that Stru- belief structure that they're all you know that, like oh they'll go against you and then you're a piece of shit to this whole or yeah you either win a bunch of joe rogan fans or mm-hmm. you piss off a bunch of joe rogan fans it's a lose-lose situation as far as i'm concerned yeah <clears throat> you know but people like bro comedy is very popular right now
0: yeah bro comedy dandy.
1: let me tell you, let me tell you how it is out there kind of mm-hmm. comedy yeah let me tell you how the fucking world is take mm-hmm. it from me
0: you know well, I know the truth. Them. No
1: you don't. You're a 24-year-old stand-up comic. You don't know fucking
0: anything. Also, get the fuck off the stool. <laughs> oh god. Get the fuck off me, the stool. Let me let me
1: sit down because god the weight the weight of my knowledge is giving me lower back problems. Fucking perform. I got to I got to sit on a
0: stool. Give you stand, the truth. Stand up and memorize your fucking jokes.
1: Get this off the stool. ton of the truth.
0: Stop staring at your scrolling through your fucking phone.
1: Well, anyway, that's uh, yeah, but I think he has. Is it his fault that he's got a popular show and he's hosted these people? Like, you know, like he said, he's like, Well, no, he's like, I'll try and be more responsible to have more even keeled guests on there. It's like, but you've got to, it's Fox News, you got to, you got to, or CNN, you got to play to your fan base. You're selling, you're selling a product,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know. News has to sell ads, yeah, to sell ads to get money more money for those ads you got to appeal to your fan base, so you just start saying the shit that you need to say to get that side riled up mm-hmm. when it's sports or entertainment that's one thing, but when it's that's what's dangerous about the news is like, oh, we're just trying to sell ads, you shouldn't, you're the news, yeah joe rogan is he's entertainment for entertainment mm-hmm. purposes only, and the guy I guess I
0: don't listen to it, but
1: you know, being an eternally curious individual should make for a good interviewer, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't listen to him. I um, I see his clips on YouTube. I, I scroll through YouTube a lot and yeah. look at weird stuff. And, you know, he, he did a smart thing. I'm sure – I don't know if he was the first one to do this, but, um, you know, just to, to cut up his stuff into clips where you can just see little three-minute segments and stuff like that. And I catch yeah. those every now and then if it's, you know, something interesting. But – uh yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm pretty apathetic uh, towards it. I, I just, I could care less one way or the other. He's, I, I don't dislike him, but he's also, uh, you know, now stand-up, so don't get me started on the stand-up. That's a whole other thing. Uh, just yeah. would, Wouldn't walk across the street to watch a stand-up, but uh, that's just me. But, uh But yeah. th-
1: th- there's like a whole crew. Like, there's like a lot, there's bro comedy is very mm-hmm. popular, the podcast Rat Pack that's out there. Mm-hmm.
0: Attitude, you know? bad-tude boys. Yeah, bad, the bad-tude bad boys. Get me some fingerless gloves. Uh, fucking. Crank up the toad.
1: Truthful Tony and the let me tell you how it is <laughs> game.
0: <gang. laughs> oh, man. Oh boy! Nope. Uh, I watched the movies this. I watched three movies this week. It was a. I didn't do three whole movies, week. Dave. Three whole movies. Um, I don't know where to begin. Two of them I liked. One I fucking hated. And maybe I'm being too harsh. I want to uh, start with the ones you liked. Saw this movie called Lamb. You heard about Lamb? Nope. It's very strange. It's a very simple story. Um, you think it
1: was going to be about food? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, I saw <laughs> the, the trailer lured me in. Uh, really strange, but really interesting. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Say lured. lured? It lured me in. <laughs> I got lured.
1: <laughs> trailer done lured me in. I know that's how you say it. Lured, uh, lured, it done lured me in. <laughs> it lured I'm, me in. I... Like your accent, Dave. <laughs> and it doesn't come out often enough. And then when a word <laughs> does pop out, <laughs> brings me joy, man. Oh
0: boy. All yeah. right. You done got caught. I got I got lured in. got, um, got lured in. Real strange movie, um, but intriguing. And I I can't even tell you what it's about because I think that would spoil it. Hmm. How can I it's set it's set in Iceland. Which I like. I, I I want to go to Iceland. Is it Iceland right. or Iceland? Um, go, go
1: ahead. Uh, I think Iceland's better. I'm yeah. look up this movie. Iceland.
0: It sounds ridiculous. There's one scene. If anybody's seen this movie, there's a scene at the very end where, like, the kind of the story gets wrapped up. Where you're like, "Holy shit!" There's a visual element where you're like, "Fuck yeah!" So, I don't know how to even describe it. Okay, it's about a the
1: f- I can read the first sentence of the Wikipedia
0: mm-hmm.
1: plot summation. It says, In that? Iceland, a herd of horses is spooked by an unknown, loudly breathing entity that makes its way to a barn. Later, but, farmer Maria and her husband, Ingvar, are shocked to learn that one of their pregnant sheep has given birth to a bizarre... Will it spoil it if I say something bizarre
0: I was gonna say the H word of, hybrid yeah yeah maybe that's a yeah hopefully that I'll leave it I'll over. leave it at that I'm not even gonna read more because yeah.
1: there's there's much more to describing this plot that was just really the first little paragraph but
0: it's so. it's really well done it's it's a foreign flick they don't speak English but the good news is there's very little dialogue so it's not like one that you're just constantly having to read Uh... I don't like to read my movies, <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's very little dialogue. But it's 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 shot really well. It's pretty. It's in Iceland. Um, yeah, on a, on a sheep farm, and uh, but yeah, just a real slow burn. It's a real you know, it's not okay. action packed. It's not super dynamic. It's a simple story. It's it's a slow burn. But uh, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, the ending, you know, maybe it could have been a little better, but still. Just, I'll put it this way, it was, it was unique, it was original. I've never seen, uh, you know, any story like this. I mean, I'm sure maybe there's, you know, similar stories out there in, in, in books and movies. But, uh, yeah, just a good, slow burn, strange movie. Um, love Some a good... I like a, weirdness. All right. I like a strange movie that's still somewhat easy to follow. You know, it's it's kind of how I feel about abstract comedy. I, I never liked abstract for the sake of being abstract. It still has to kind of have a point and make sense. Not just, oh, I'm doing something nonsensical and weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you might enjoy Lamb. And another one I really enjoyed, uh, also very strange, fairly unique. Now, I hate uh, movies with long titles, but... Uh, it's a movie right. called My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To. And okay, this one, too, there's one word I could go to that could sum up this movie, but I feel like that might spoil it. I want, I want, want people to be surprised by it. But um, three siblings live, uh, you can't, it looks like it's somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, maybe Oregon. But three siblings, uh, adult siblings, uh, all live together. There's no mention of, you know, where their parents are, but three adult siblings live together, uh, two brothers and a sister. And uh, one of the brothers has a unique condition that requires the other two siblings to uh, go out and, shall I say, feed his needs. All right. And... Uh, Really interesting. His condition or affliction, whatever you want to call it, is interesting, and the way the other two siblings help him is very interesting. And, again, right. very, it's kind of a slow burn, but a pretty movie, well shot, well directed, well acted. Uh, Pat, I don't know the other two siblings, but one of them is, uh, I never say his name right, Patrick Fugit. Fugit almost famous guy. Uh, in- you know what I'm talking about okay. Fugit. Fugit. He's he's popped up in some stuff. He was the main character in Almost Famous. The the young boy. Uh, the, oh okay okay. The uh, journalist. But uh, sure. yeah uh, yeah, real really weird, but much like Lamb, kind of weird but simple. Like not hard to follow along once you understand what's going on. But uh, yeah, really enjoyed that. So check out Lamb. Check out My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To. Okay, and then. The final movie I watched was the first movie I've seen in the movie theater in, like, two years. Uh, went, Ooh, went, right. went by myself to the theater midday, uh, had some popcorn and a Mr. Pibb, and oh, boy, how I've missed you, popcorn and Mr. Pib. <laughs> Love movie theater popcorn. Um, we know you do. We discussed you going
1: independently just to buy some popcorn. That's true. That's true.
0: I think Sorry Ray, for the I think noise. Rachel's done that, too. Uh, got a maintenance man out back, uh, cranking up some power tools. All right. Um, I went and saw Licorice Pizza. Okay. And I fucking hated it. All right. A lot of good reviews, a lot of people talking about this movie. I thought, all right, it's one of the first movies in a long time I've even wanted to go see in the theater. I guess, you know, with COVID and everything, it, it kind of slowed down production, obviously. But there hasn't been sure. any new releases that have made me be like, oh, yeah, I, I got to go see that. But, man, Paul Thomas Anderson, I know he's beloved, but now that I think about it, now, now keep in mind, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, all right? I've gone on record, I'm not a movie critic, there's a lot of stuff going on in film that mm-hmm. goes, that maybe I don't recognize, it goes over my head, whatever. I know, I've always, I guess you could say I've been a fan of Paul Thomas Anderson, but if I think about it, he's got more movies I dislike than movies I like. I, f- I fell asleep I- at The Master. Fucking hated that movie. Uh, yeah, I know. A- I know people love There Will Be Blood. It bored the shit out of me. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just not smart enough to understand why that's a brilliant movie. I love Daniel Day-Lewis. And I thought the acting was great. Paul Dano. That movie never – it's not like, ooh, I, I can't wait to see that again. Um, yeah. Even one, Magnolia. Like, I've seen that a lot. Eh, I don't... Anyway, this is one of those movies, and I know this is a very, you know, novice approach, but nothing happens. It's a whole bunch of nothing. It's a big bowl of who gives a shit. And it's so disjointed... <laughs> just these things happen to these characters that just oh we're doing this now well what about the other plot line don't worry about that he's doing this oh and now he's doing this and then like it's just it's i guess it's a coming of age tale it's it's uh it just i didn't give none of the character characters were particularly likable i didn't give a shit about what happened to them and the story there was it was just a whole bunch of nothing and then as is the trend recently, the ending just we're we're tired. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up now. Nothing's nothing got resolved. Just all right, wrap it up. I fucking yeah, hate it. I sat there just like what, what is this? You know, and I was just Man. mad that I, I mad that like it's like, I know this has gotten good reviews. I know people have said they liked it. I know Paul Thomas Anderson's a beloved director, but I'm like, what am I missing? This just this is fucking boring. <laughs> and I don't think it's what's one of it those. About? great question. No fucking idea. No, what it's about. <laughs> it's about these it, all right. The main character, which I didn't realize at the time, uh Paul, um, what's his name? Philip Seymour Hoffman's real life son is plays the main character. And I forgot his name, it was somebody Hoffman. But he's a teenage boy. Uh, probably 15, 16. I think his character is supposed to be 15. And and, and they live in the valley. It takes place in the 70s, I think the late 70s. No, early 70s, because there's a lot of Nixon stuff. Probably 72, 73 in the San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people are not familiar, it's the, the northern suburbs of Los Angeles, basically. Um, and I guess that's where Paul Thomas Anderson grew up, As a lot of his movies take place there. Magnolia, oh, yeah. Boogie Nights, all that. But so this kid, he's just this goofy kid. And, you know, he's, I guess, an you know, interesting enough kid. But he's a, his character is like a, a child actor, kind of a, a fading child actor. Like, not a superstar, but, you know, was on some sitcoms and shows up in commercials. So he's semi-famous for a 15-year-old. And um, he's in high school. And then he meets this 25-year-old lady who is played by, I forgot her name, but she, she and her sisters are in a band, with Haim. I'm Haim. Okay, those yeah. girls, but yeah. So the the, Ooh, the Benny f- Safdie's in it. The f- uh, oh, is he one of the Safety brothers? Oh, that's who that was. I couldn't. I okay. I know who he is now. When I was watching that character, I was like, where do I know that face? And he played the the guy running for mayor. Okay. Anyway, so he meets the fifteen year old. Uh, meets this woman. She, the real life actress could pass for fifteen or sixteen, but I guess her. Character, God damn it! Can you hear that? Jesus Christ. Yeah,
1: but we're, hey, we're, hey we're, All right. we're at the tail end. I could talk for a little while. Well, <laughs> I'll say, I, I I do you ever get to the point where you realize this movie is not, is it a bad movie or I am just not the audience for this movie? Well, that's
0: what I was about to say. That's
1: how, that's how I am with movies. I don't, I've realized that I'm like, oh, this is not. I, 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 I feel bad making a strong opinion about any kind of art or anything creative.
0: Yeah, and I do too. Uh, it's
1: unless, unless it's like stand up where I could be like, oh, that's a weird way to phrase that. Yeah, that. But even then, it's, it's it is it truly is all subjective. And I mm-hmm. really I've I've, got, I've used to be such an opinionated mm-hmm. asshole about so much stuff, and I realized, like, oh, those people are insufferable to be around. Mm-hmm. Also, but it's also boring to be like, well, I guess I, uh, some people may enjoy it, but it's not necessarily like that's not. Uh, there's a lot of times like, I don't like this movie. Maybe it's not for me, but here's where I think it sucks. Yeah. And with Rachel having gone to film school, sometimes she'll be like, well, actually, what you're not realizing is the way they're setting this up for later. And uh-huh. then that, I'm like, oh, you have. Um, a sharper eye to watch these things.
0: Of course. And that's why I I give the caveat that I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm sure there's a lot of that going on that maybe I'm just not appreciating or recognizing. Um, But I don't – I was going to say I don't think it's one of those, well, this isn't for me because, I mean, Paul Thomas Mm. Anderson, he's he's of our generation. He's a little older than us. But, you know, it's not like this is marketed towards 12-year-olds and I'm like, this sucks because I'm 44. Like, you know, I – Theoretically, we're of his audience, a demographic, but it's just I just get mm. it, it. Seemed and again, don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but it 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 reeked of precious little auteur. Like I'm a precious little filmmaker, and I don't have to resolve mm. conflicts, and I don't have to explain myself. And yes, all that's true, but boy, to the average dude like me, it sure does make for a boring fucking movie. Like, I wish I was smart enough to appreciate what the, whatever this movie's trying to do. But anyway, 15 old – first of all, no one addresses the fact that it's kind of a love story between a 15-year-old and a 25-year-old. That's never brought up in the story. They're like, hey, I'm too mm-hmm. old for you. And now looking back, I don't even know if they – there was a romantic element but there was definitely an attempt at some sort of romantic connection between the two main characters but it's just so this guy this kid he's a industrious smart little 15 year old and he's an actor and then he now he's an entrepreneur i'm going to start selling water beds and hey and then out of nowhere she's going to go start working for a mayoral campaign and it's just none of the stories none of the plot lines really connected or had any point or Anything interesting? It was just look at these smart young people in the seventies. Just, mm-hmm. just a whole bunch of fucking nothing. And then there's weird cameo. Uh, Bradley Cooper is in it for like two scenes. He his character is incredibly unlikable. Uh, Sean Penn's in it for a few scenes. Whatever. Like it's just there was no nothing you could sink your teeth into. It was like. It's like going out to dinner and it's just a bunch of bullshit appetizers. It's like y'all got anything I can bite?
1: Um, that's called tapas.
0: And yeah, people enjoy it's just a it very much. A bunch of Dave. shitty tapas. <clears throat>
1: uh you ever see that movie Good Time? That's got that's the Safety Brothers. I
0: did see that. I enjoyed that. I thought that was
1: pretty good. That was great. Yeah, I'm just yeah. looking at there since they have good mm-hmm. time. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uncut gems, thought it was a fucking turd. <laughs>
0: See, I enjoyed Uncut Gems more than I enjoyed this cuz at least it was about something. At least it was there was conflict all and resolution. That,
1: all that needed to happen in Uncut Gems was one character had to let another character finish a sentence <laughs> and there would have been there would have been no need for any of the horse shit that happened in that movie. Yeah. All it was was like what if people interrupt each other and then don't get the information they need to move forward. That's like yeah. every time I'm like just shut the fuck up and let this other person finish talking, and you wouldn't have any problems in your life ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 one pissed me off like that. Like the whole movie was like, just uh, interrupt each other. Yeah, it's the only way we can move forward is if you interrupt each other and then don't hear the full story.
0: <laughs> oh, it's like I uh, hate,
1: that one. I, that one I hated. That one I had a strong opinion about.
0: Really? No, I I, oh, yeah, I I fucking hated that movie. I remember a lot of people didn't like that movie because of. Um, how anxious it was supposed to make the viewer. I guess it was purposely um, designed to just keep you on edge the whole time.
1: I wasn't, I was just like, Oh, all these people suck.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: All these people just don't know how to listen. Therefore I see why everything's shit for your life is because you don't listen to somebody else. I don't need to see this movie. Mm -hmm. Like I don't care about these characters enough to see them learn a lesson or see some resolution. Your problem is you're just shitty. (laughs) You just don't know how to listen. That's it. The f- first five minutes. Oh, you don't know how to listen. Well, mm-hmm. that's, that's the basis of this whole movie. Yeah. That's what I, but again, maybe if I rewatched it and put that aside and I got like, cause you know how you watch a movie and then you get hooked on something, you start to not like it and then you just don't like the movie. Mm-hmm. Even if it starts to become a good movie, you already get set in the idea that like, I'm not going to like yeah. this. Yeah. I'll I was, do that to myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was fighting that. Like
1: I'll be in a bad mood. Yeah, I'll be out somewhere. I'm like, I don't like this bar, and then I'll find a bunch of reasons to not like. Yeah. What's going on around me?
0: Yeah, and I was fighting that, and it's. Well, but I went into it wanting to like it, obviously, or else I wouldn't have paid movie to get out and go see it. You know, I had my popcorn, I had my soda, I'm ready. Okay, you know, I'm not the yeah, his biggest
1: popcorn and his drink. <laughs> I'm, he was I'm ready here. to be happy.
0: I'm on board. You know, and I wanted to like it because I. It made me question it now but like I guess I like Paul Thomas Anderson. I I guess. I mean Boogie Boogie uh, Nights was was fine. Uh Magnolia was a little long and convoluted, but I know he's highly regarded. I'm like, all right, let's see what his new one's about. And it just as minute passed I was just like, oh god, like I just, none of the character, characters were likable. I didn't give a shit what they happened. And then there was, it wasn't about anything. And I understand there's abstract movies, I understand Slice of Life and Coming of Age and all that shit. But still, would it kill you to give me something to hang on to? We're just mm-hmm. watching, like, there was no objective. There was no mission. There was no, it's just like, okay. So, okay, so the teenager's selling water beds, and she's working for the mayor, and... There, she likes him, but he, he doesn't like in, her, and vice involved versa. Involved in the
1: characters? No, you weren't in, involved no. in
0: their lives. Didn't give a fuck. Didn't give <laughs> <Well>. a shit.
1: <laughs> Since we're coming to the wrap up of this. Episode, Dave, and mm-hmm. we're speaking of art that uh, we don't understand. Yes. <laughs> uh, there, there, was some, there was some paintings on the boat. There's an art gallery on the boat mm-hmm. by an uh, artist named Michael Godard. Okay. Now, if you're familiar, I didn't realize it's a whole thing, his style. I was telling Rachel, Black, like, I didn't understand. There's all this art, and it was just olives, they were olives doing Shit. stuff, okay, like the M and M's, uh huh. But olives, and she's like, "Oh, that's a whole thing."
0: I'm looking it up right now. Okay, it's,
1: oh, it's a it's a rock star artist, man. You know what rock stars need to do more of is express themselves.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, if only you had a place.
1: Las, Ve- Las Vegas native Michael Godard, right there, should discredit you from being an artist. Mm-hmm. He's one of the most exciting artists. Okay, let me tell you my introduction to this. He we looks like Nikki Six, one Six of the, cosplay. Yeah. We were, Orvidal and I were walking down one of the like hallways on the boat. And we get to this part and I can't tell what's going on because it's clearly a depiction of. Of the soldiers raising the flag at Iwo Jima. Okay. But it's not soldiers. It's squashed down. I thought, I'm like, what's, I thought it was green Mm M&Ms. And it wasn't. It was olives wearing military fatigues. Mm. Olive drab, if you will. With helmets on. The olives are raising... And then there's an eagle that's sad in the background. I don't know if it's sad, but it's looking down. It's not a proud eagle. It's looking down. So pensive, contemplative, I don't know. Hmm. But I saw that and I was like, what the fuck is this? Everybody's all rah-rah America. Do not disrespect the troops. And this guy painted cocktail olives... <laughs> raising the flag—that's bizarre on Iwo Jima mm-hmm. as a tribute. As a tribute, yeah. And then all the art around was this other shit with just horny olives hanging out. <laughs> and this dude just paints olives. Do just doing stuff, yeah. Here's one, there's like a, there's a strawberry in a shoe with champagne being, and the strawberry has arms and legs, so it's swimming in some champagne in a shoe, and the olive is in the background holding his pockets out, like, I'm broke. Wow. Like, it's something. Now, you yeah. want to type, like, am I, am I missing, is the art community kind of like this is, on purpose tasteless. And that's why it's kind of funny. Is it like, um, you know, who's the, uh, is it like a Bridget Everett thing where like as comedians, we know she's being over the top Mm -hmm. as a body nightclub act. And that's why it's hilarious. Like, are there artists being like, oh, like, like Rachel put it. She's like, no, this is not Andy Warhol level shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how she put. Because yeah. clearly, if the, like the guy looks like Nikki Six. He thinks this is like, what if olives were doing stuff? <laughs> like, what if there was an olive, but he's James Bond and he's next to an old Jaguar?
0: Yeah, what if?
1: But he's like a, a an olive, and it's expensive. Really, it's expensive art. Oh yeah. Let's look, let me find up Iwo Jima olives. I'm looking it up. Iwo Jima olive painting. Hold on, hold on. Painting. Uh where'd it go? Now it's not on it. Oh, well, because olive, because it just goes to the color. Olive because the color of the uniforms. Hold on. Sorry, forgive me, listeners. Michael. Godard, Iwo, Jima, Jesus Christ. Okay, here's on his website. This one, this piece is called For Those Who Gave All. And. It has a depiction of the memorial, the Vietnam Memorial Wall, with the names of veterans who, who've died.
0: Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, those are supposed to be olives. What you? T-
1: they're not people.
0: Well, their lower half looks human.
1: They have okay. legs and arms, okay, but then yeah. in the torso, in the top part of the uniform, yeah, is the a large it. bulbous olive. Yeah. Wearing his helmet And then the eagle The eagle is sad Yeah, Yeah. he's got a helmet The olives are wearing helmets Raising the thing over Iwo Jima Which isn't Iwo Jima World War II? Mm Mm-hmm Well, I guess it's just a general uh, uh, It's a general cocktail olive salute to the troops (laughs) So it's covering all the battles um and this is now dave just for how much would you expect to pay just for not the actual painting but uh
0: something out of a van a, a, a print mm-hmm. at a flea market uh, a print yeah h-
1: h- how much would you expect to pay
0: for 30 bucks a limited
1: edition print
0: 30, 40 bucks. I don't know.
1: 30 bucks. I'm gonna need you to go up on that price by yeah. about 1500 dollars No
0: way. Fifteen hundred for a print of this? Uh yeah.
1: Signed limited edition. Sixty inches wide by twenty four inches tall. So it's two by it's just two by five.
0: Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't I don't I'm not a big art guy. I mean, I appreciate it, but I don't know anything and about again, it. But
1: And again, yeah, this guy looks like a pickup artist. He he looks like like say like maybe um maybe given the nature of Chris Angel stunts like one Chris Angel dies a year. Yeah. Like how they have multiple pigeons for the tricks that they just have to have like Vegas has multiple Chris Angels. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz like he's going to try something dumb and he's going to die. He's going to get crushed between uh revolving doors. We got to have another Chris Angel on hand.
0: Oh my god. Oh wow.
1: Yeah, man, this is something else.
0: Now, I mean, I'm not above like absurd art. Um you've seen that movie uh Royal Tannenbaums, Sure. You ever notice the scene when they go? uh, I guess there's a few scenes where they're over at Owen Wilson's apartment, and he's got these oil paintings on the wall, and they're so bizarre. It's like a bunch of guys on four wheelers wearing like wolf masks, like a you know circled around another guy. Just really eye catching, interesting, like just clearly, I'm assuming meant to be absurd art. You know, yeah. shit like that, you know, I find that interesting. But just something like this, also where you can tell, like, I mean, is is this parody or is he just flat out pandering? Like, patriotic no. art. Ugh.
1: But then, I don't know, like, this is the thing where I think it's stupid, but do I not know, do I, I don't know enough about this world. Like, somebody just hearing a Cannibal Corpse song.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no idea about the genre
1: of death metal or anything like this is stupid. Yeah, of course. But then if you're in that scene, you could tell the difference between this band and that band and why this band is better than this band. And the, you know, like, you know, when you're in that scene, I'm not in the world of Las Vegas uh goth clown art. So maybe this is revered amongst other people in Las Vegas. He's got Why now some of the now some of the olives are painters themselves. He's painted Dali Salvador Dali mm-hmm. as an olive, mm. and it's just an olive with a long mustache standing in front of Salvador Dali paintings.
0: Mm.
1: He's got uh, Picasso as an olive. The olive has a little striped shirt. Also off-putting is that because the pimento opening is at the top. <sighs> It does look like they're, it's just the exposed brains of these olives. Like they've had some trepanation done on their skulls and yeah. they have exposed brains. Oh,
0: man. Yo, I think olives. the more I look
1: at it, the more I think I get it.
0: Okay, what do you get? The more I think getting? I
1: want this, that <laughs> I want this art.
0: Are the olives a metaphor? Is it symbolism? No.
1: No, really likes this olives. guy is not,
0: Or is it just because they're probably not, easier to draw and paint?
1: I think that's it. I think he just got a lot of uh, green paint. Let me read about Michael Godard here. Let's find out. I'm sorry we did not get to the subject.
0: Pretty right interesting time. one.
1: Uh yeah, he sent me down Like, I want to talk about this. I'm like, this isn't gonna last long at all.
0: <laughs> we'll get to it next week.
1: Like I said, I said bullshit to myself out loud <laughs> in 20 <laughs> seconds.
0: Oh my god, this guy
1: doesn't. This guy does not have a Wikipedia. Huh. He's got NFTs. We were gonna talk about NFTs. We didn't get to it.
0: I don't know what the hell an NFT is. I'm. I've been trying to educate myself.
1: It's on non, that. it's non fungible. Token. Well, one one Michael Godard. This guy's a tuba player.
0: Hmm.
1: Not the same. Not the same Michael Godard. That is. Um, oh God, this guy looks. Oh my God,
0: this is. He looks. Something. He's got a little bit of a Nicky Six and a little bit of a Mick Mars. He's he's just going for all the the guys in Molly crew He's got. He's got like wait Mick Mars was he in Poison <laughs> or Motley Crue he was in Poison po-
1: he is he is Motley Crue he is yeah. the guy that's a 1000 years old I- <sighs> all right well now is is you know he does raise money for St Jude's that's that's a nice thing at least there's something in here <sighs> Yeah, can't find anything about the man himself. I believe he's reinvented himself and uh, scrubbed the internet. <laughs> A website called Splice today has Michael Godard worst artist in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, well that's on the first first page. It says not to mention the best selling one.
0: Mm.
1: Well, I'm going to read about this. I'm going to get into this. I'm very curious about this. I was, I was. I uh, was just astonished with this mm-hmm. art showing up on the boat.
0: So was there more than one of them? Like his, he had a whole gallery there or something?
1: Yeah, it was just a bunch of olives doing uh doing a bunch of bullshit. Huh. P- playing cards, going down water slides.
0: I bet he was probably on the on the boat. You could have probably
1: hung out with he him. He could, him you know what? Brain. He might have been. He might have been and I had no idea yeah. cuz he looked like yeah. Yeah, how 60% <laughs> of the dudes on that boat. There's some dudes that had like, so much, like, bangly jewelry and stuff. Rockstar, like, you pack that? Like, you checked a bag. You had to get a heavy tag yeah. for your checked bag just for your bracelets alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, something.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. All right, buddy. What you, uh, what you got coming up? You're busy the, uh, in February, right?
1: I'm back to work, baby. Where yet? This weekend, Providence, Rhode Island, the Comedy Connection, with that rascal Mike Malloy. Mike Malloy's coming with. Cool. I got Cincinnati. I got Omaha. I got Des Moines. That's just this month. I got the Renwick Mansion. I'm playing there finally. In really? Port
0: Iowa. Okay. Yeah.
1: You been there yet? No, I've heard about it though. Yeah, a bunch of people says so real cool venue to play, so I'm finally going to be close enough to make it work out.
0: Well, hell yeah, buddy. What about you, Dave? Got some stuff coming up. Uh, Long Beach, any bookers lure you in? <laughs> I get lure, I get lured in uh, to a, sh- a few shows. February 17th, Long Beach, uh, the Bamboo Inn. March, uh, no, not March. Uh, April 14th, the Laughing Tap in Milwaukee. April 15th uh, at North Bar in Chicago. Got those uh, confirmed. Working on Uh, some other dates, maybe Cincinnati, maybe a few others. We'll see.
1: Uh, Folks on the Reddit have tried the uh, mac and cheese ice cream. It's a divisive flavor. I can't imagine that being good. Uh, well, one person said it was fantastic, and a, a lot of other people are so abhorred by it that I think they offered to bring you the leftovers to the laughing yeah. tap. <laughs> 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 they were so disgusted Ugh. by it. So, so you can Why? do that if you if you'd like to. I'm I'm going to try it once I get the chance.
0: What's the point of that silly ice cream? There's plenty of good ice cream out there. We don't
1: need. Keep looking at silly if, stuff.
0: Uh, Fucking mac and cheese. How about just... I'll, I'll take some mac and cheese. Here we go.
1: She, user Shelley's Bone says 10, 10 out of 10. It's <laughs> delicious. <laughs> and uh, some people have been mailing it. Okay, let's see what... what uh, somebody just went, nah. <laughs> nah. Somebody... Who else? Somebody ate it and said it was fucking horrible. And I want to find that mention <laughs> of it. Because... Uh, I want to find who was just that pissed off about having it be discussed. I don't know where it went, but it's in here somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, that was a
0: good one. Well, hell yeah, buddy. Yeah,
1: sorry, everybody. You know, make your own decisions, though. Don't just rely on our opinions. We're wrong about stuff every single episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's us. Well, good times, buddy. man. Uh, yeah, I'll watch this lamb. I'll watch this,
1: uh, what was the other one? My,
0: uh, you're, you're, my, my Heart Can't Beat. My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To. And I think that's on Prime, I think. But yeah, I think you might like that one. And um, yeah, I can't tell you what it's about or else it'll spoil it. But uh, yeah, put it this way. Uh, uh, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting an idea here. Interesting take on an old story. Yeah, I was trying to think of another word.
1: Yeah, but I'm yeah. getting it.
0: I'm getting yeah. it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Oh, also uh new season of Ozark. You, did you watch Ozark? You been into that? Love I you know what? I don't know why that
1: would take so much flack. People are like, ah, oh, pit pit like I see all these jokes about Ozark proves people will watch anything or something. I liked it. I enjoyed Ozark. So What's I'm, it? I, don't, I will
0: I, I will watch that. Yeah. I don't know what people could have. I'm not saying it's the best show ever, but, man, it's pretty
1: pretty good. Let's look at the flip side when you've enjoyed something that's universally disliked. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know why. I'm fine with
0: this. Is it just an easy thing to hate on? I don't know. It's just a soap opera, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I mowed through the – I guess they're doing uh, season four. They're dropping it in two parts. So they dropped uh, part one. Last week, I don't know, six episodes, eight episodes, something like that. But yeah. Big fan of that. So yeah, enjoyed that. The other night, just hanging out, man. Just hanging out, researching He just hanging out, man. Researching NFTs. Hanging out. Trying to get in on this NFT boom. (laughs) You know, it sounds like
1: these (laughs) NFTs
0: I don't know anything about it, but the knee jerk reaction is, What the fuck is this? You know, this is stupid. But like if you think about it like it, someone from another planet would come down here and you hand them a hundred dollar bill. I'd be like, "What the fuck is this? It's a piece of paper." You know.
1: Yeah, I think the idea is that somebody would be like, "Oh, I'll give you all this stuff for that hundred
0: dollar bill." Where is it? Yeah, I guess that is the point. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> nobody's giving you
1: shit for your NFT.
0: Maybe we'll get As into it. Events. now, but
1: people are bet people are betting that this. I love the idea that all this crypto gets like, oh, it's a way to move away from the banks. Great, but it's also incredibly volatile and like hey, let's hey, let's stumble through that one next week, Dave.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I've been researching a lot of weird stuff like that. Uh oh man, I'm just now dipping my toes into the metaverse. You've been hearing about this metaverse? Boy. Oh boy. All I, this I shit makes me f <laughs> all this shit makes me feel so old.
1: Hear <laughs>
0: about this metaverse
1: shit i am excited for next week's episode
0: already i figured out nfts you hear about this
1: metaverse
0: (laughs) oh i feel so old like it's just it's so foreign to me like what the fuck are y'all talking about yeah it's the future i guess better get on board or get left behind kyle i guess that's what it is Mm -hmm. so yeah I'll, i'll figure it all out by next week i'm sure
1: yeah, yeah. No, I expect a very comprehensive, well thought out. <laughs> take a look at both sides. Now we're not like Joe Rogan. We uh, we don't look at either side of the argument. <laughs> we do not even take. We don't even take one sided approaches to these things. Nope.
0: Oh boy! All right, uh, buddy. Welcome back to uh, Dry Land. And, uh, thanks, man. You hold it in the road, and we'll uh, holler at you next week. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you later, man.
1: The Boogie Monster.